Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome once again uh, to another episode of Positives. Uh, this will be our, uh, our third episode. Uh, so we'll just start doing uh, a bit of a house cleaning uh, to my guests, uh, Sharon, Dr. Paula, uh, who else am I seeing? Faith. I'm going to invite your speakers, so I'm just hoping one. I'm audible and two, you're going to see my invite uh, uh, to speak. So yeah, it's actually six. So we'll do finalize our screening then uh, uh, jump straight uh, into it. So let me invite guys again. Okay, doc, Dr. Paula, Afei, uh, the invite uh, should have uh, appeared as a notification uh, on your Twitter app uh, to enable you speak. So we're expecting a, a few more guests, uh, I know, uh, from our posters, uh, Dr. Bright had shown interest to come share uh, his experience. Uh, Jones Barraza from CTF room had also CTF room in cyberspace uh, had also shown interest uh, to basically come and share uh, his journey thoughts uh, around mentorship. Uh, she hawks and a few other guys uh, had also interested uh, shown interest. So I will give them a few minutes and uh, we proceed. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as that happens, as always, uh, housekeeping rules. I uh, will try keep this short. I'll moderate the session, ask a few questions here and there, and just open this up to our audience and uh, have them ask a lot of the questions, seek clarification, feedback here and there, uh, given the topic you will be discussing. Different uh, varying thoughts uh, on this. Uh, it was actually interesting uh, listening to interesting feedback from guys who have been mentors, guys who have been mentees, guys who have been mentors who are like, nah, it's not worth it. And the mentees who have gone through the mentorship process and they're like, no, not doing it again. And on the flip side, both mentors and mentees who still swear about it. So hoping this is going to be an interesting discussion. I will give the other guests what? Three more minutes, uh, then I uh, will proceed. Uh, in the meantime, I'll just uh, ensure the current guests are able to accept their speaker roles and uh, set uh, for when we resume. Okay, so <clears throat> once again, uh, thank you everyone uh, who has created the time uh, to come and be part of this. Apologies uh, if my voice isn't the best. I've had a bit of a flu, so I'm on the mend, uh, but I'm hope, uh, I hope I'm audible. So... I'll start with the introduction of today's topic, uh, then hand it over to our guests. Uh, based on the feedback from the last podcast, uh, I'm going or we are going to do a level best to try limit this to maximum an hour. Uh, I know after an hour, personally, my attention becomes shifty. Even an hour is <laughs> stretching it. Typically, within 10 minutes, my attention becomes shifty. So we'll try to do better in terms of time management, also allow just guys to proceed uh, with the other day's activity. Now, <clears throat> a few weeks ago, uh, uh, <laughs> I hear nowadays it's called uh, the tech space. Twitter tech space was heated up with a lot of uh, discussions uh, around mentor, uh, mentorship, uh, specifically the relational dynamics that are involved in mentor. Now, some of the sentiments I had was, uh, look, mentorship is between two people who are typically consenting adults. Uh, whatever they do is uh, 
up to them uh, no one is forcing uh, anyone to do anything on the other side we also had people who are saying that look yes there are two people but look it's mentorship uh it's something that has been happening to for a while and uh, more or less it has it has expected do's and don'ts uh, based on that there, there was a lot of uh, honestly in my opinion a lot of miscommunication misinformation and uh, disinformation so this podcast was actually aimed at bringing people who have been in that space and just letting them share the experience uh, how their pro- basically experience has been around mentorship, mentorship and also give us guys uh, audience guys who are not in that mentorship space or guys who are considering being mentors uh, are being mentees uh, just an avenue to ask questions clarification and uh, make that decision whether uh, this mentorship is a good fit or it's something that might actually not work for you to help us with that uh, we have uh, Sharon from Speciatech uh, Speciatech Kenya uh, I know they recently branched out into Tanzania congratulations uh, we have uh, Dr Bright uh, considered amongst the pioneers of actually mentorship in cybersecurity uh, from a regional point of view uh, we have Faith Thuo uh, uh, who is a, a psychologist. Uh, we have uh, Jones Baraza, who has also done his fair share of mentoring uh, as part of uh, Cyberspace Kenya. Uh, Dr. Paula, a part of the team doing amazing work at uh, Cyber, uh, Cyber Shuja. Let me see who else I'm forgetting. Then I also know uh, we have, or ideally we should be having someone from Ashiax uh, Kenya and uh, one of our guests also, you know, it's uh, Miss Ayan uh, of Chechnya, uh, who I've had an amazing pleasure of interacting with. And uh, I loved how she stood for her thoughts and believer in a different uh, venue. So my speakers, please, if you're not a speaker yet, I just request to speak and uh, I'll make you a speaker. To start us off, I would like to start with, uh, let's see, Sharon. So what I basically want to uh, our speakers to do is one briefly introduce themselves after the introduction just share with us the experience as far as mentorship is concerned whether they've been a mentee or they've been a mentor the good the bad side of it and how they've benefited from that particular process so we'll start off with sharon then uh, go to bright jones then we'll proceed with self-regulate so sharon if you're able Lisa, over to you. Thank you. My, my name is Sharon Jebitok, and I'm a software developer, and also I act as the developer relations person at Spaciatech. So personally, in terms of mentorship, I can say that most times in life, maybe I've been, I can say I have those friends that are so direct, maybe we get to meet over and over again. But most mentors or the people I count as my mentors are people that maybe we have interacted once in a while and then maybe never met again. Or I've been in instances where I've been a mentee for programs that are, let's say, virtual. And personally, I'm I'm not, let's say, so old in this tech career. So I started off in 2020. And I remember that time, I didn't know a lot of people in the tech space. 
So it was a bit, I can't say it was bad because it would have been nice to know someone because at times you have been taught something like JavaScript, but you work on a project and it needs some PHP. So I always wish that I could reach out to maybe some developers in my network, but at that time, the developers that I knew, I couldn't reach out to them. So maybe it would have been ideal to have a mentor, but still I was able to, let's say, get at such situations. And then I would join, I think most of the time when I was getting started, I would align myself with Nigerian programs. So the good thing with Nigerian programs is you, you're just there and no one cares who you are because at the end of the day, you'll find that there are people who are leading these programs and then there are many of you who are just mentees in the program or you're working towards something in the program. And at the end, you get to achieve a lot without being directly associated with anyone. I also joined a US-based school, a bootcamp, but it was remote. So when, when I joined this school in your first, let's say, three months, you'd be attached to a mentor. But now, you know, this mentor could be in a different country. So it wasn't so convenient because at times you'd shy away from talking to them and stuff like that. And then I remember maybe about seven months into my tech journey, uh, she called Africa offered offered me a chance to be a mentor in, in in a program, and it was somehow humbling because you're you're just still getting started, but you've been given a chance to lead some people in. I think it was introduction to web development with JavaScript, and for me it was something that was a bit encouraging because you know that you should help these people learn how to go through their tech journey, and again. It gives you the morale of, you know, keeping up with with your journey. And then for me, most of the times I've been using my Twitter account to just share my progress and stuff like that. So at first, the tech Twitter, I mean, the Kenyan tech Twitter, it wasn't so welcoming to beginners. So most of the time I was still in the Nigerian tech Twitter space. And then towards the maybe mid-2021 is when I started getting some Kenyans on my network and we started being together. I think it's early last year that someone reached out to me and said, let's have a space. And that's how Spaciatech came into existence. But most of the time, in, in my life, I always try to, I, I'll join something and maybe, you know, move out of it because I, I, I literally shy away and I would have that fear, will this work or will it not work? So I can say this has been my instances of maybe being a mentee and also being a mentor. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Sharon. Just a follow-up on that. Uh, rather, let's get over with, <laughs> with it now. So, Specia Tech recently launched uh, mentalist, uh, the Mentalist uh, platform. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Based on uh, basically what you're discussing, I don't, can, can you just share a little bit more about the Mentalist uh, platform, uh, what you want to achieve, and uh, the problem that you're actually trying to solve? Okay. 
when when SpaceX started last year, we we created a Twitter account and we would always get some DMs. People at first we didn't have a community channel, so we were only using Twitter. So some people would come to our DM asking, "How can I get started?" And some some questions, maybe some already have gone through some programs and they are looking for roles or want someone to review their maybe their resume. So at first, towards the end of last year, we first had uh, an open source project where we started with UI UX designers. And then towards the end of the year, we, we brought in some developers. So our plan was to do some open source stuff. But with these calls of how oh, can I get started and stuff like that, we decided to have one cohort of mentorship, which was all about web development. Uh, it was much of something like a course, because, sorry, because we, we had a couple of mentors who, who, who were front-end developers, so they were taking through. So for that cohort, we said, let's only have 30, 30 mentees and a couple of mentors. So these mentors would, would have a couple of sessions in the evenings, maybe over the weekdays, and then they would take them through HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. But with these also, we would still get people requesting, how can I join the mentorship program? How can I get started? And stuff like that. So so I think it was in December, and as Speciatech, we thought we I'm sorry. So during that, we were seeing things that were happening uh, within what we were doing. Because one, people would want to access maybe the resources they used in class, and then also maybe some of the recordings. And you know that at times you can't just post the recordings on, on YouTube or a public place. So we were thinking, how can we make it accessible to these people who are within this program? And then also, how can we keep this content so that it can still be relevant in the upcoming cohorts? So when we were building Mentalist, we had in mind maybe because we there was sort of a mentorship for UI UX designers when they were building some stuff within Speciatech. And then also there was some mentorship, which was not really taking through classes, but for for Java developers who are contributing to open source. So seeing these different parts of mentorship within Spaciatech, we thought it would be good to have a mentorship platform, which one, we we, we call this the one for the front end, the one for UX design, and the one for Java, sort of a, a group mentorship. So how can this group mentorship go on? And then again, these people who are part of this group mentorship, how can they access resources? And then we, we saw another thing here on Twitter, there, there are a lot of people who are doing great stuff as we can call them mentors, they are seniors in their space, but it's so hard for someone to reach out to them and say, can I have some questions and can we can we have a short call? So we, we thought let's have uh, this within the mentorship platform. We have not really launched it, but I think maybe in the next couple of weeks or month, we'll be done with the development process of it so that we can launch it and have people 
onboarded into mentalist uh, thank you so much uh, sharon for that so for devs in the house are uh, looking for a platform where you can you can both be trained get access to those resources get mentors uh, you've had it bright i'd like to come to you next now if we talk of cyber security in kenya definitely you're not going to miss talking over uh, dr bright gameli i think and i believe regionally uh, dr bright has done look has done a lot for lack of a better word now bright given uh, the work you have done in this particular space yeah uh, and i know you have also done a lot over a mentorship uh, mentored some great upcoming uh, techies uh, and the uh, professionals what are your thoughts on that whole mentorship space how you view mentorship at least uh, when you started africa hakona uh, from it i believe might be mistaken but she was born in a lot of other programs i believe have actually grown based on uh, the initial work uh, africa conda yeah. uh, did yeah i mean i, I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on that whole that whole topic so so i mean <laughs> hello yeah uh, can you oh, okay. please proceed? so i mean the mentorship part of things have been uh, sorry there's a call that came in that interrupted you can hear me now yes uh, we can so the mentorship part of things have been have been changing for the past few years i mean 10 years ago when africa hackon started it was just a few like-minded people who wanted to share so we used to just come to a room we share details and be like who knows what and how can they do remember guys like munir who used to just show how to reverse engineer malware as well like what is this guy doing some of us are still on html and trying to break php websites and that kind of sharing of things is what africa hackon has been built on in terms of trying to create a ripple effect. So it's been difficult. Uh, and there's some people in the space where if you want to get those days, you want to get mentorship, you can send a thousand emails, you never get any reply back. You There was no um, WhatsApp at the time where you can easily try to reach them. And the other social media platform like Facebook, which was there, which was available. Um, however, fast forward to around now, mentorship has taken shape. The fact that we have a lot of available resources and people need to make use of them is the reason why some mentorship fail. So when Sharon was speaking and say some people are hard to get by, there could be a few reasons. For example, I when I'm trying to do a mentorship for somebody and they come to me, I guess I get this request every week. I kid you not, every two days I get at least three or four requests saying, "Bright teach me how to be a hacker." And I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Teach me to be a cybersecurity engineer. And I I I, I even copy paste that that uh, question. What have you researched on? What have you read? what effort have you put in to understand what even cybersecurity as a career entails because because spoon feeding is what's going to breed um had the wrong kind of people when it comes to cybersecurity or or any kind of mentorship but we need to actually understand mentorship is not spoon feeding mentorship is guidance mentorship is somebody being able to correct you the right way to be able to um to to better understand that you're on the right path I have done a lot of mentorship and I think through Africa Hackon a lot of that has come up and I'm so happy to see that so many other types of Africa Hackon have sprung up. I know Karim who is here, Karim a few years ago, well, won a CTF and he flew all the way from Tanzania to come do this. And now Karim is a thought leader when it comes to cybersecurity in Tanzania. You can't go to Tanzania and talk about cybersecurity and not meet Karim. Um we're seeing other kind of events that are coming up and the thing is it's now a ripple effect which we have to create. 
that's the only way we can actually get mentorship moving forward by trying to make sure that people can get access to these details when they want to. It's not easy to get access to some of these people. Um, I know my schedule is crazy tight. I'm doing so many things. And even to get, sometimes I, I said I have to schedule a meeting. If the meeting cannot be scheduled and put on calendar, that meeting is not going to happen. So to somebody who wants mentorship, to them they think, but Bright is posting memes, he should be free right now. No, I can be posting memes, but that's my time off, possibly. I could be watching TV or be, be somewhere chilling, and I'm, I just want my time on the side. But people need to understand that if you want mentorship, you need to also find out and try to respect the other person's time and be able to actually make sure that you can get the most out of them. But most importantly, need to actually make sure you have enough materials you've read, you've done your homework, you've understood something, and be able to actually bring it. One of my mentees, John Collins, and John Collins is one of the examples that I keep on using every time. John Collins during COVID wrote me, wrote to me in a DM, Hi, Dr. Bright, I want to get a mentorship from you in cybersecurity. I'm, what, at that time, I think 18 or 16 years old. I think it was, he was 15. And he said, I've researched and on Google, I can see this. I need to learn programming. I need to know how to use Linux, um, Kali being number one, or Pirate OS, which one should I use? And I see that I have to learn how to do web, web application security, blah, blah, blah. He gave a list. I said, you know what? Here's my phone number. He did not even ask for it. And through that, right now, John Collins has OSCP. So for those who don't know SCP, Offensive Security Certified Professional, it's a very difficult exam to most. Well, very few people who have it in Kenya or Africa. And this guy is only 18 years old, and he has that certification. But the thing that makes him different is because of the discipline that he has. He has a discipline that I've never seen before. So being the mentor, and he tells me, look, I'm trying to research this. Some things even I don't know. I tell him, this is a good research. He comes back, I give him a bit of guidance on what to do, what to change, and he actually goes to do that. So discipline is one key thing, researching. And we have too many available resources. I don't know why people don't get to see that first before they actually go to seek a mentor. Mentors are not supposed to spoon feed. They're supposed to guide. So I think that would be it for me there. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Brighter, thank you so much, uh... For that, <clears throat> Jones and Ian, I'll be coming next to you, and I'm actually going to uh, hit or share something that I think has been uh, on a, it's the elephant in, in the room. Uh, it's also one of the main things that actually started this particular discussion. If, for example, if Bright is doing mentorship for someone, should Bright have Personal, a personal relationship with that particular person or should it be maintained to be very formal? So, for example, in most organizations, I'll use my example. So I, uh, I lead a team of uh, security analysts. Fancy word for this is uh, I'm a manager at an uh, organization X. Now, as a manager, there's an, an unspoken rule that one, the relationship you have with that, uh, your subordinates, basically anyone reporting to you, should be formal. If it's work-related, it should be very formal, and uh, you try to limit any form of uh, informality. So what, what, what does this mean? In most cases, 99% of the time, I'm not going to invite uh, one of my colleagues, one of my subordinates, telling, look, I'm going for a ride somewhere else. Can you tag along? The few cases that is going to happen if, if it's something that 
the whole team is doing. So we are going somewhere and I'm like, guys, can we as a team do this over the weekend as a form of a bonding? But as a manager, having that direct informal relationship with anyone from uh, my, my team, I know for a fact our HR will, uh, HR, our HR will actually frown on it. Full disclaimer, uh, as a mentor, I also take that particular approach. Uh, mentorship, it's me- I keep my mentoring uh, activities uh, very professional. Uh, you reach out to me, uh, Lawrence, can I please be your mentee? Perfectly. Uh, okay. And then you have the do's and don'ts. Now, you might be reaching out, all of us as are an adults, and uh, I think Faith will probably answer this later on. As a, as a a boss and a subordinate, there is what I think I've had people call power dynamics, which basically means if someone junior to me or if someone who is a, who reports to me, if I ask for a favor from them, in most cases, that junior person is actually going to say yes, knowing very well that at times they should not be saying yes because of the power dynamics. It's your boss. If you say no, they might treat you unfairly or do something that might be passive aggressive. So majority of us end up saying yes to things that if we didn't have that power dynamics relationship, we'll probably say no. So Faith, I'll be inviting you uh, later on just to share power dynamics in uh, mentorship and uh, how it plays role in uh, guys making different uh, decisions. To John uh, Johnson, I am. I would like you to, starting off with Ayan, just to share your experience either as a mentor and a mentee, and importantly, to share something that will make you not be a mentee or n- make you not be a mentor. Things that will probably make you feel uh, unsafe or uh, make you feel like it's just not worth it being in that particular. Uh, space of putting yourself in that particular position. Uh, I hope that makes sense to Miss Ayan and our Jones. Uh, well, yeah, uh, sure, it, it does make sense. Um, if I may get the question clear, you are you're asking about why why I wouldn't take mentorship or why I wouldn't mentor. Is is that the case? Exactly. Uh, okay. Okay. So let me first start off with being a mentor. I think mentorship is one reason why I, I'm very strict on mentorship is because mentees tech tend to, I don't know, maybe maybe the whole aspect of mentorship has not been taken, is taken in a different light. But for me, mentorship does not mean that um, you are entitled to my time, neither are you entitled to me helping you um, get a job placement or... I think mentees sort of expect the most out of mentors on an in, I'm I'm speaking from an individual level. Um there's just too much expectation. Um and most times mentorships are not so productive because the expectations are not aligned. So I think that is like one of the major that's one of the major downsides of mentorship. Maybe someone is approaching you to become they're mentor because you are in Microsoft or you're in you're in Google, and they want to work there. So, I don't think um, I don't think ideally, most of the time, I don't think our expectations align with a mentee's expectations. 
but also i'm also someone else's uh, mentee if i may say so and as a as a mentee there are some things i would not appreciate for example um making advances towards somebody or even you know an unwarranted approach um and feeling like you know this person is my mentee so i can invite them anywhere i can i think i don't know if you'll get me but you know there's also this entitlement from mentors that you know this is my mentee she is uh, or he is going to do what i ask them to do or this person is going to make time when i when i want time from this person i think a lot of times we take we take mentorship mentor relationships too personally uh and i know most of the mentors in this room do mentor some of their friends you don't have to be friends with your mentee but it's good to just have a little sprinkle of in an informal relationship if i may say so yeah but i guess um that's mainly it yeah, interesting interesting uh interesting concept there where uh definitely expectations need to be aligned between a mentee and a, a mentor but also someone picking you as a mentor uh, just because uh, you work uh, in a specific location a specific a specific organization no no guys feel about it uh, but <laughs> if you ask me that someone basically are, are trying to use you ajuns uh, as we jump uh, next to you a uh, cyberspace at one point uh, had a very successful very closed down uh, mentorship program uh what was your experience uh, <clears throat> uh based on running that particular program as much as it was uh, directed towards cyber security and importantly what lessons did you learn and uh, what will you do differently um, thank you very much lawrence um well i i like to agree with what sharon bright and ian have said and to begin with mentorship is more or less um <clears throat> experiential and experiential in the aspect that it's professional whereby i'm interested in you because i believe you have or you know something that uh, i can benefit from perhaps if you are to guide me in a particular way i will make better professional decisions and the keyword here is professional so in the end we have to make sure that we keep it as professional as possible but let's not also forget the fact that we are human beings and in as much as we are human beings then we have we may encounter some kind of informal uh, interactions and i'll give an example from uh, the first cohort of cyberspace kenya mentorship and learning program whereby we used to have sessions some sessions where we used to joke around and th- this was an informal session whereby um, as you may be aware some kinds of jokes are not essentially very professional and they may uh, be focused towards maybe um, eliciting some kind of reaction from uh, the particular mentees in this case um, the idea here was not essentially to um, uh, to have a very very strict formal uh, kind of engagement because at the end one thing i've come to realize that um, when you have that very very strict formal engagement then you tend to uh, keep some kind of mentors away because for example someone may have a very genuine uh, question that they want to ask for example uh, they were trying to um, 
let me give an example in cybersecurity program. Uh, they were trying to uh, hack a particular box or break into a particular box, and they are facing a particular challenge. And it's around um, midnight, for instance. And because you know we have those strict um, professional kind of boundaries whereby you're not supposed to reach out to me past ten and all that. So I may be forced to wait until the following day uh, to reach out to you and find out exactly uh, how I can proceed from this particular point. And perhaps when I do that at that particular time, um, whatever chain of thoughts or my thought process, I may get lost. So it will make sense that if perhaps Jones is uh, online at that particular time, I can reach out to him and also uh, trying to engage him in a professional manner, trying to inquire how I can proceed from this particular point. So that kind of uh, breaks away from the fact that um, being strictly uh, formal or professional to being informal, because I don't think there's any... um, Although we have, yeah, we do have the 24-hour economy currently, but uh, ideally we do we, having such kind of communications at around 11 p.m., 12 noon. If you're married, for instance, will raise quite a number of eyebrows. So, in as much as I would say that um, mentorship is uh, should be professional, I like to agree with Ayan because we cannot distance those aspect of uh, humanity from ourselves. And also uh, the biggest point here I will say is that um, what we're discussing is a matter of morality and morality is, re- is relative. Because what I find acceptable, may, someone else may not find it acceptable. And a good example is what I've just said. For me, I wouldn't mind if Aminti would reach out to me at midnight, provided um, I'm online and I'm able to respond to a particular professional question, I will be able to to answer. But I believe some other mentor may find that a bit, uh, let me say, uh, intrusive because they feel it should enrich to me at that particular time. So you should have that kind of flexibility. And from one of the uh, uh, biggest lessons I learned from the cohorts we've held so far with Cyberspace Kenya is, the, is that, and that I will peg it to what Bright has said, because many mentees come with uh, high expectations, thinking that when they come, uh, you're going to spoon feed them, you're going to give them, um, basically they're just going to sit there and you're just going to open their mouth and feed knowledge into me. Uh, into their skulls. And that doesn't, uh, is not essentially the case because once you do that, then that means that um, uh, you're basically feeding off from someone and that's what you're trying to uh, avoid. So what uh, the the, the most... um, I would say the, one of the biggest lessons I learned was the fact that when we are trying to reach out to mentees, we have to set some bare minimum, whereby at least come knowing this and this if you want some kind of engagement. And if you do not know this, then at least show interest or show some kind of... Um, uh, uh, try to prove, uh, beside me guiding you, try to show us how exactly you would have solved this particular problem had I not been there in, in that particular picture. And also, I would like to also draw uh, my experience from um, one of the, it's actually still ongoing. I reached out a couple of uh, weeks back for mentees, and I actually have 10 uh, mentees right now. And ever since we met, actually we've met once, um, and when I met them, I just told them that uh, first things first, I'm not here to tell you what to do because uh, at the end of at the end of uh, the end of it all, I'm not the one to benefit. Although in essence, I, even as a mentor, I do benefit a lot because I get to learn. But now, when I was speaking to them, I told them that the idea here is not for you to just wait and uh, wait for me to tell you what to do. I want you to get into groups, for example, and study each other's strengths and weaknesses. Work on them, then report to me after a particular period of time. So in this case, I moved uh, that burden of trying to being the mentor 
to they trying to mentor themselves. I've not essentially taken myself away from the picture, but I'm only trying to guide. And that is one lesson that I would like uh, for potential um, mentors who would like to mentor in the future. Please just don't get anyone on board just because they want to learn from you. Because in the end, they will drain you. And I can attest the fact that I got drained so much uh, from cohort one. We did cohort two as well. We were supposed to have cohort three this year, but for some reason um, and also availability of some of the mentors, we could not have it. But um, in collaboration with CTF Room and Riara University, we're also hosting another boot camp in the coming uh, coming days. Also in collaboration with Shehaks. So uh, on the, from this particular boot camp, what we are, or some of the expectations we have is that we're not as, uh, going to reach out to or you're not accommodating individuals that are coming in gray you have to come in with something it's like a marriage um in this in, in, in our in our in our age nowadays eh? um what are you bringing on the table so that aspect also has to be considered when um we are considering mentorship and the mentor mentee kind of a dilemma i think that will be my contribution on that uh, thank you so much, John. So as we come to an end of our <coughs> speakers speaking, uh, open this uh, open mic to our guests. I-, I would like to give the floor to Dr. Paula. So as I mentioned, uh, Dr. Paula is part of the Cyber Shuja team. Additionally, she's amongst the few people, well, I, I highly respect. She's also amongst the few people who are, I know are certified by Microsoft as a educators, guys who can actually teach. So, Dr. Paula, my question to you will be, how should we define mentorship? Uh, do we have different types of mentorship and uh, what are the expectations that both mentees and men, uh, mentors uh, should ideally have uh, when considering this all a mentorship journey? All right. Thank you. And hi, everyone. Um, as you've heard, um, Paula, uh, I've uh, come to know Lawrence uh, in many different ways, and uh, I think the relationship we had was a supervision relationship, which is a form of type of mentorship. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, just to say something a little bit about um, Cyber Shuja as I begin. Uh, so Cyber Shuja is a program that has the aim of placing youth, unemployed youth, in employment. Uh, that's the purpose of why we exist. Um, so we have a target we set for ourselves to place 2,000 youth uh, into uh, decent jobs in the next three years. Uh, and we've been making progress in that and good progress. And I think uh, because we are focused on the cybersecurity space, uh, I think it's, it's, it's also it's a small space. We all know each other in different ways. We've come to connect in different ways. Uh, so that's the reason why we're here. And uh, thank you. Uh, we, 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 I mean, uh, I'm glad to speak as Cyber Shuja, but I'm also a faculty member uh, at USIU, uh, where uh, USIU is also a host of the program. Uh, the program doesn't only benefit uh, USIU students. Uh, in fact, we've touched over 30 universities across this country, and uh, we've benefited students from all over. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to, to contribute uh, on this topic. And yes, uh, mentorship is, I think I I really uh, resonate with what has been said before. Uh, It is a relationship where there's a mentor and a mentee. Uh, The mentee is seeking to gain something from the mentor, something that they have admired. Uh, You know, the mentor has walked a journey that the mentee has seen and admired and wants to learn from them. Uh, the The mentor has certain 
uh, skills, uh, certain knowledge, certain areas of experience, uh, certain uh, doors that they can open that the mentee is seeking to benefit from. Uh, so just as we think about that definition, you can see that there is an imbalance. This is not a peer-to-peer. In many cases, it's not a peer-to-peer relationship uh, because the mentee looks up uh, to the mentor. And in fact, they're usually very open uh, you know, to receiving because of just that desire to you know, get something from the mentor. Uh, usually we say that, I, I would say that it's not, uh, uh, it, the, the relationship is not on the same level. So there is a hierarchical relationship uh, when you talk about a relationship between a mentor and a mentee. And when you, when you already uh, hear that, uh, of course, there are different ways in which mentorship can be structured. I know one has already been shared where you can have a one-on-one relationship where uh, one individual is a mentor, the other individual is a mentee. But there are also times when you have uh, group mentorships uh, where you can have more than one person uh, being mentored in a session by a particular mentor. Um, so you can have more mentees paired uh, or uh, grouped into a mentoring relationship. And the relationship would be such that um, there is no uh, maybe exclusivity uh, in terms of uh, meeting, whether it's like the, uh, the, the, you know, the actual time for a meeting with the mentor. So you can have uh, the, the mentees meeting together with the mentor. Um, I think there are other ways in which you can even structure. I know there are situations where, uh, people's mentees, uh, because they've already learned something from the mentor, become mentors. So there's also like another step in the hierarchical system where the mentees who've gone before with a mentor can actually have their own mentees. And then the mentor, the, the, the first level, if I could call it, the first level that were mentored by the mentor then have more access to the mentor. And as the newer mentees grow and, you know, uh, catch up with maybe some of the things that have already been taught, then they, it's even easier to now come to the same level, maybe with the mentor and have more access to the actual mentor. So you can also structure, uh, yes, peer-to-peer mentoring in that sense, uh, but still the peers are not really peers because they've gone before in a, in a, in a way. Uh, so there are different ways of structuring. And, and what I'd say is, just to underscore some few things that are important, is that uh, this relationship, the mentoring relationship really needs to be safe. Um, you know, we're speaking in a career where there's an imbalance. It's not equal. Uh, there are more men in this career than women. Uh, that gender imbalance already creates an exposure because women are also trying to get into this space, which is male-dominated. Uh, um, if it's not a safe place, that's when you have situations like the one we've seen uh, with, the, with the tweet that actually brought about this podcast. Um, you know, you have a, an environment where, and by the way, it's not just women who get uh, sexually harassed because now what the issue becomes now is the boundaries are crossed. Uh, and this is the risk. Uh, if it's not a safe space and if it's not well-structured, boundaries will be crossed and people will be taken advantage of. People will be exploited because, again, this is not a same, uh, same level kind of relationship. You know, uh, the mentor has an advantage over the mentee. The mentee is looking up to the mentor. And like John said, we are human, you know. Uh, there, you know, by the time you start talking about 
um, people crossing the boundaries and having sexual relationships and basically being harassed because, again, this is not just integrity where what is good for me is good, you know, it might not be good for you, but there is a law. Uh, So even as we talk about integrity, there's also a legal framework which we operate on. So there's a Sexual Offences Act, there's sexual harassment at workplaces in the labor law, there's, there's legislation on that. There's also even uh, legislation uh, just relating to how public officers serve the public because they can also take advantage because people need to access services. Jobs are few. You want to get into that particular career. You're trying to inch in. So someone will take advantage of your desperation and your need. Uh, So there really has to be a safe space. There has to be accountability. There has to be structure. There has to be uh, integrity even in the process because it is also a process. Mentorship is a process. In fact, for me, I usually say, I'm a good lecturer if my students are no longer dependent on me, even to grow and to explore. Yes, I have taught them and I've brought them, even as a parent, I've, I've, I've brought them and I've uh, brought them to a particular place. Now it is my joy when they take up that and actually explore even beyond that. So um, so that is that is the structure because a mentorship, in fact, it, it should even be a place where mentors also are learning. Mentors are also growing. And also, let me just say, just a last point is that mentorship happens in many different ways. It's not just only professionally. Uh, when I reflect on my own mentorship uh, journey, I've been mentored uh, in terms of my finances. I've been mentored health-wise. Uh, I've been mentored spiritually. I've been mentored in my marriage I've been mentored in family circles. And that's how you know that it's a multifaceted, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, way. And it may not always be the same person uh, who has all these things you're looking for. So it also calls for some empowerment. In fact, the other thing I wanted to say, mentees need to be empowered. Mentees need to be, you know, educated. They need to be informed. Um, a lot of the expectation that happens, unfortunately, is of people who've already been victimized before. Uh, it's of people who've already been wounded before. So they, they, they are not empowered. They have low self-esteem. They can't stand up for themselves. They don't even know what their rights are. They don't know who to go and report these cases to. Thank God for social media where we can you know, have a discussion like this and everybody can contribute and we can say, name and shame that guy if it's if it's okay why don't we just bring it to light and just name him if it's okay then why are we still hiding uh so anyway but uh i think it's also important to empower uh the mentees even as they get into a relationship so that they are not exploited yeah so let me just stop there dr paula thank you so much uh bright please just hold on i like faith just to mentioned something uh, about the power dynamics, building on what uh, Dr. Paula said and how it can actually lead to this all abuse from either a mentor and also abuse from a mentee. I'll repeat that. Oh, Faith, as you prepare for that. I, I know a lot of our feedback and our thoughts have been a responsibility of a, a mentor, but I've been in situation, I've had stories of where your mentees actually abuse you, not verbally, but they take advantage of you as a mentee, as a mentor, and you actually find yourself in a position where you have toxic uh, mentees. So, Afif, uh, if you are 
Ebo, uh, just please share uh, with us from a psychologist's point of view uh, what goes behind the scene when we talk of uh, power dynamics between someone in power or someone in authority and uh, their junior or subordinates. Thank you, Lawrence. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much, those who've spoken before me. And I want to agree to what we've all said and just to build on what Dr. Paula has mentioned. Yes, to start with, there's the power dynamic uh, uh, difference, we have agreed that we are not equals as mentor and mentees. There's that uh, difference in terms of power. And now this difference can sometimes be exploited. As she mentioned, it's very important to empower mentees because one, you need to have the understanding of your values beforehand, even before you get into that relationship. Not coming from a point of desperation, but coming from a point of, I need help to be better in who I am, yeah? And I think for mentors, it's important to understand that the key is to make people become better in who they are, not to transform them to who you are. Yeah. So just that understanding of they are autonomous people, they have their own values, they have their own way of doing things. So you're not coming to make clones of you. Yeah. So just that understanding, it, it's critical. And now it, it's important to, again, someone mentioned about the aspect of even if it's a formal kind of mentorship, it's important to have structures, to set boundaries, to have goals. But then that bit of just making one easy, feel easy and just being able to get that help that is needed by provision of a safe space. Yeah, Just because someone knows things much better than the other, you do not want to feel invisible. You do not want to feel like you do not know anything. Yeah, You're not coming from a point of feeling like they are devoid of making good decision or they actually do not know anything in the field of IT. So you want them to be empowered and to feel good. And I think that is one critical thing that will determine the aspect of building trust. As, as, as Dr. Paula said, it's a process. So the trust will build over time. Yeah. Sometimes due to the desperation of mentees, there are those that will trust too soon and they'd end up getting or being taken advantage of. Others are hesitant to be vulnerable. And so it can lead to, you know, that stiffness, that lack of inflexibility and just authenticity in terms of your operations. So it's important to, again, that human touch, that human nature. And, and, and the whole goal is to help them explore options, not to impose. Yeah. So someone said that people don't care how much you know if they do not know how much you care, yeah? So if I'm coming to someone because of their knowledge, their power, and but once I interact with them, I feel like I've been made to feel inferior. I've been meant to look like I do not know anything. It is highly likely that that will affect how I feel about myself. It will affect my esteem. And as a result, I'll end up being confused. There will be a lot of self-doubt. There will be dependency and over-reliance. And so it's very important for us to ensure that, you know, there's just that respect of a mentee as a person. Now, when coming to the question that Lawrence asked about uh, work environment, there's, you know, power dynamics when it comes to work and, and just any form of leadership styles that we have. So you'd find that there are five power dynamics in, in psychology. One would be reverend power, which comes from a point of attractiveness. When it comes to maybe like celebrities, you want you approach that person from a point of reverence. I adore you. I like how you look or how you talk. So I could come to someone for mentorship based on 
the reverence to it could be from a point of expertise yeah i like how you do your thing you have mastered your art and your skills so that can also be the basis of mentorship three reward power is when you know there's just that one one's ability to compensate others for compliance and this this applies a lot in the workplace where you feel like if i do not comply to my boss then i'm likely to lose that so that's the reward power and some people might use that it's of course not the best because it it kind of brings some sense of you know position or power and you feel like i'm obliged to do because i will be compensated then there's the coercive power where you believe that you'll be punished for not complying to what that person needs so when it comes to you know like boss subordinate uh, relationships and you're expected to do something because you're forced to actually not because you want or because it's the right thing all right and and lastly there's the legitimate power where you believe that you need to you know obey the demands of that person like for example when it comes to a parent a child relationship you might feel like you're expected to obey your parents as a result so when it comes to mentorship most likely it could be from expertise point it could be from reverence when i adore someone and how they contact themselves as dr paul paulas mentioned there are different areas if it's marriage if it's uh, career if it's whatever area that you'd need mentorship then it depends on all these dynamics which one uh, has pulled you or pushed you to that particular uh, mentor now remember mentorship relationship is is something you can check out yeah you need to understand that it's not a must relationship there can be a timeline to it it can be you know for a project a particular project or it can be for a period of time once you have committed to that relationship it's not given that you should actually stay till the end of you know whatever operation you're doing so it's important to understand your values and to be able to know that if if you don't seem to align or you know your goals are not being met both as a mentor and a mentee you can always one of the good traits is actually being able to pull off from a mentorship program if you don't feel like it's it's of help yeah then it's 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 important also to understand that of course there are personal differences yeah and that needs to be respected for example if it's personal boundaries it's if it's about a just a person's way of contact yeah for example in the manner of their dressing and we are here for professional mentorship i do not necessarily have to to make that person dress like i do yeah they they could choose to be casual and i respect that and then so just adhering to what is the purpose of this program yeah what is the purpose of our mentorship now there are people especially if the mentee is not well you know endowed in in terms of their personal resources then there like it's there's likelihood of of mismanagement and people might use the power of a mentor to actually take advantage of 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 others now you might it might not not necessarily be even uh physical or, or sexual abuse and and all that it could be just by the manner of communication yeah i could pass a point i could tell you something that would make make you feel very inferior you'd feel stifled and whereas i would still pass the same point but make you feel empowered and just feel like i just need to you know change a certain thing yeah so there could be issues of gaslighting where you're meant to actually see feel like you are the problem and i am not the problem when you raise issues mentors needs to need to understand that there are times that you'd have uh, miscommunication and disputes might come in between 
it's not a perfect relationship and it's okay to have those moments and it's important to sit down and 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 discuss in case of any kind of miscommunication and misunderstanding so if there are personality conflicts and differences that's okay yeah you don't have to mentor people who are maybe high spirited if you're high spirited yeah your mentee can be someone who is withdrawn yet you're a social person and and that's okay so some of those differences we should be able to respect and just ensure that we are working on the same goal and and the purpose of of the relationship and as dr bright mentioned it's very important for mentee to have that self drive level of commitment is critical so even as a mentor you are able to access and see assess and see that at this point i'm pushing a stagnant vehicle and so you can choose to withdraw because you don't feel like you are helping each other in that uh, kind of relationship i think i had take it back to Lawrence say that thank you so much i think uh, i was not <laughs> actually thought as a way of the power dynamics but i've, I've actually learned a couple of new things uh, <clears throat> uh sorry apologies i've actually learned a couple of new things uh, from you uh, thank you so much for that uh, bright uh, you had a question uh, i saw your hand up yeah i'll just i think Rick has already covered that um fact that it's okay to walk away I mean, one of my mentees told me after a long time working with him, doing stuff with him, elevated him one way or the other. He also did to me. After five years, he said, look, I don't think I need you anymore. Um, allow me to make my own mistakes instead of always looking out for me. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. So it's okay to walk away. There's some people who don't want the, don't, don't want the help from you or they don't want the mentorship from you. It's okay to walk away because... There's like John says, there's only so much you can do. It's actually a burnout thing to do mentorship. Like it's really burning out. You can burn out trying to just do mentorship sometimes, and it's not the easiest thing. And like we all grow in different ways. Um, so, someone like me, I think when family became priority for me, I I started slacking in, in my mentorship uh, kind of thing. But later, I got to realize that I also needed help. And one of my my mentees here, Fraser or Fraser as he called himself came to my rescue. He's like, Doc, you're doing too much. I need to help you out. So he started going with me every meeting that I go for. He became my executive assistant. When it comes to work, we do work together. If it comes to splitting of cash, we'll split very well. Uh, if I have to drive, he's like, you don't drive. I'll drive you everywhere I go. And that relationship is, is one of the e- easiest because he made it easy. There are other people who I try to do the same way. They're like, I don't need you anymore. And it's okay to walk away. So we need to identify, and what Faith said, getting to understand the relationship that you have with the person, um, all the different kind of mentorship that you're given. It's okay to walk away when you have to. And I, I've done that in the past. I sent an official email to you telling you, look, this cannot work because I don't think you're serious. I don't think that um, you're able to take it. Or I don't think I have the time to be able to mentor you what it is because some people take too long to reply to certain things. Or you try to mentor someone and they take, um, they're still waiting for that spoon feeding, or they take almost three or four weeks that you even forget. And I have a schedule for such things where I have to make sure that I can actually get back to that person. But the mentor cannot be chasing the mentee all the time. Yes, I might do it the first few times just to make sure I can also get that whole communication drawing. But some people will go and they never come back. Or they go and they wait for about six months before they come back and say, oh, do you remember me? So I'm here. I want you to mentor me again without kind of the NIO formally actually declines such a thing. So it's good to actually walk away when you when you can and when there's a need to. 
Uh, thank you so much, Bright, for that. So, uh, uh, <laughs> our audience, our guys are, are in the space. Please, uh, if you have any questions, uh, request to speak. Uh, uh, I know we are six minutes beyond uh, above, uh, beyond time. So, 10 minutes for QA and uh, we wrap it up. So, if you have a question, post it in the chat or a request to uh, to speak and uh, I'll uh, allow you to do that. A question in the chat. So <clears throat> based on what Dr. Paula mentioned, uh, generally what all of us have talked about, now how does uh, a mentee determine a good mentor? Uh, Dr. Paula, that question was addressed to you. Okay. Um, okay, so first of all, I think there's uh, the element of um, somebody being accessible. Um, you know, of course, the relationship is built from uh, the mentee being able to access the mentor. If, of course, if the mentor is not accessible, then, of course, it's hard uh, to even say that that's a good mentor. Um, but I think also it's, uh, it's important. Uh, you know, I, I am very big on uh, boundaries um, uh, to some extent because um, they, 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 they make things clear. Um, you know, uh, you don't leave too many things uh, in the gray, you know, uh, uh, and especially where, uh, because even in the profession we're in, I would most most of the times be mentoring people of the other gender. Uh, and there are few, fewer women that probably will find. So it's also good to know, number one, uh, is there a boundary and a structure to even that mentorship relationship? Um, if it's very fluid, uh, I'd also take the advice that has been given by Faith. Uh, don't trust too soon, you know. Uh, try and figure out, okay, uh, is there some structure to this uh, like I try to give structure to my uh, mentees, uh, we have this day. I usually set it aside and I say, this is the day I meet with my mentees. They know it, they can diarize it, they can put it in their calendar, they can keep me accountable if I don't show up. So there is some structure. Then set goals. So this is somebody who can help you. you. You clearly can see where the mentor is trying to guide you. So what are the goals? What do you really want to achieve at the end of that mentorship session? Um, it's good to have a mentor who can articulate for you um, or even just through your discussions with that mentor, you can clearly see that you're moving from this point to point from point A to point B. It can actually be clearly seen what the uh, the purpose of that uh, relationship is. Uh, so I think it's very good if you have that structure with your mentor. It's it's a good mentor who can actually help you articulate. Another thing that's very important for me, even when I mentor, is always to give clarity. In fact, I think majority of the time is to even for coaching i think uh, i have friends who are coaches uh, even career coaches and all um one of the important things is always bring clarity to a situation uh, a mentor who helps you clarify is a good mentor a mentor who helps you see things for what they are because in many t times mentees are not uh, you know they're not very savvy in their profession some of that is is, is obtained through experience there's a lot of uh, clutter. There's a lot of, there are many things to be processed. I think we're in the information age, you can easily get overwhelmed. Uh, a mentor is, is one who can help you clarify and where you can see the path through the forest. Um, so I think that's also another good thing to work, uh, to look for a mentor who is able to give you that clarity. And it's not a dependency kind of thing in a sense that uh, that you should be empowered. I think I'm big on that element of empowering mentees that the mentee should even be able to feel like I've gained something and I, I can now run with it, you know. I've been given certain tools. 
I've been given certain exposure and now I know how to do it. The next time I can do it by myself. You know, like in parenting, we say you teach a child uh, the first time you, you do, you do it for them and they see the next time you do together uh, the next time they can do it and you watch and give feedback after that, you can let them now do it because now they know uh, how to do it. So it, it should be like a gradual process of uh, empowerment uh, for the mentee. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Paula, for that. Uh, uh, I believe uh, Jeffrey, uh, that should be able to answer your question. I uh, welcome any additional questions, either on a chat or anyone who has the uh, ability to speak. As that happens, <clears throat> just building on top of what Dr. Paula has shared, uh, I would like to share an experience that I learned recently, especially for mentors. I think as mentors, there's the aspect of psychology, understanding people, you need to work on by that empowerment statement that uh, all of the guests have made. I can't ever <laughs> overemphasize it enough. So uh, I was doing mentorship for Kamilimo, and uh, I was taking the cybersecurity track, a cohort. I, I had everything planned out. Like, guys, uh, this is what you are going to do. Uh, this is what you are meant to achieve. Kamilimo uh, ensures you have that dialed in very well. However, you're meant to give, uh, your mentees are meant to come up with a project, uh, finally a project where they showcase what they have learned. So I had what I thought was a very brilliant idea. Told uh, told my mentee that, look, this is the project I want you guys to work on. So shock on me, very pleased and shock. My mentees very politely decided to go with their own project. I, I don't know if that stung a bit or if hopefully uh, I'm mature to appreciate my mentors are being empowered to that extent they can make their own decision. Uh, but what I know just in hindsight right now is uh, as a mentor, <clears throat> you need to be graceful enough to, uh, to allow your mentees uh, make different choices than what you had in mind. At the same time, you need to be graceful enough to continue showing them the support, continue actually leading them, telling them that, look, I had this in mind. It's not working for you. You have this particular approach. It's perfectly okay. Very proud of you. And I'm still going to support you on this particular journey. So sit down with them, listen to them, and still continue uh, mentoring them. Previously, uh, maybe two or three years ago, or maybe someone here, you'll have been actually been disappointed and maybe stopped mentoring these particular people, which I think as a mentor, that's not our role. If your mentees choose a different path, as long as they have entrusted you, because mentorship is also about trust. Uh, this particular person is entrusting you, your experience, leadership, and goodwill to help them through the straight and narrow. So that should always center you. Your role as a mentor, in my opinion, is uh, guiding, holding hands, helping these guys uh, know the holes or the, the holes they should avoid and the quick wins they should be aware of to help them quickly accelerate through whatever uh, they are working uh, working, uh, working on. So. <clears throat> Uh, Dr. Paula just uh, reminded me that particular experience I had, and I've actually, I've actually appreciated my mentees uh, 
not choosing what I had in mind because it has actually helped me grow as a mentor in certain aspects and uh, learn to empower and trust my mentees uh, that they are making the right decision and uh, I'm willing to help them build on top of what they're working on. So just going through the chats, uh, I don't see any questions. Uh, hopefully I'm not talking out uh, anyone. Uh, well, I guess then we can start wrapping it up. So to my guests, I'll just like to give one last minute for anyone who has uh, any closing remarks as we start uh, winding this up. Um, if I may go first. Um, yes, well, to answer, uh, to contribute to what uh, the question uh, in the chat was, and also building upon what Dr. Paul has mentioned, I mean, I like to give it a more or less a cybersecurity perspective, whereby I say, uh, if uh, you want to identify a good uh, mentor, you could adopt the CIA triad, that is confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So basically, uh, Dr. Paul has talked about the availability aspect, so you have to make sure that uh, at least um, your mentor is going to be available to attend to uh, your professional or uh, whatever it is. And we actually learned the fact that mentorship is not essentially all about professional. It can be familial, can be spiritual and all that. So the mentor should be uh, in a position to uh, be available when you need them. Secondly, integrity. And integrity, that's where we talk about the morals. Um, in as much as morality is relative, uh, Dr. Paula has also mentioned that um, in as much as things vary, we may have a particular standard in which we all operate. So to that extent, uh, that particular standard should be integrity, um, making sure that um, you do not go against the objective of that particular mentorship and uh, that, that mentorship program. If the idea is to uh, mentor this uh, individual into becoming a good professional, then um, anything else shouldn't come and distract, take away that particular aspect. Then for um, confidentiality is whereby I should be able to be uh, uh, trust the fact that whatever I'm going to share with my mentor is going to be treated um, with, with uh, treated as confidential in the sense that I won't hear the, uh, someone saying that, uh, well, I have um, uh, this someone who came to me, for example, and asked me a very weird question, and this is how I responded. So that kind of uh, confidentiality aspect, the fact that I know if I come to Dr. Bright, I know um, he's going to take me in, and if he's not going to take me in, then he's going to uh, tell me to go in a peaceful manner. And whatever engagement I have with him is going to be very private and uh, uh, and um, confidential. So that, I will say, is a, a more or less a cybersecurity perspective into the mentorship program. As my last uh, comments, I would like to say that um, mentorship is a very good thing. And uh, in as much as we all try to... Uh, look up to indiv different individuals for mentorship, uh, wanting to to uh, live their lives. What I would say is many mentees like to live the lives of their mentors. One thing we need to remember is that we all take a different path. So if I took a particular path to get to where I am, it does not essentially mean that if you do the same, you're going to get to that particular path. And that I draw from your experience, Lawrence, that you've just shared. The fact that the, your mentees are not able to take up your project, which in your judgment could have been better, but it went with their own project and indeed it turned out even better. So in as much as we want to um, ape or clone our, our mentors, let's also know that uh, we all have a different path to live and in which we must follow 
and get to whatever destination. So the end justifies the means. Thank you very much. And I was it was an honor being part of this uh, particular space. Uh, uh, thank you, Jones. You speak the truth. If I may go next. <laughs> I mean, Jones, uh, jo- Jones, you've, you've nailed it right there. And um, I've, I've seen... I've seen what you've done in the past, which has really changed the way people actually become who they are right now through your mentorship. And um, my, encouragement, my encouragement is that we keep on doing what we do. It will never stop. We keep, have to keep on sharing. Um, my, I, I want to tell people that take, make use of your mentors. Uh, your mentor does not have to be in your career path. It can be somebody completely different that you admire the way they work or the way they do things or the way they carry themselves. Make use of them. Because someday they might be, they want to call your name in a room where you actually get easy access to certain things. My mentees who I hope are very close to me, I make sure I do that. I, I, I mention their names in places. I try to give opportunities. Sometimes I'll, I'll use Fraser again as an example. I was called by CIO to go speak at a cloud security conference. I told him, you're going in instead of me. He's like, what? He's trying to remind me of the conference. I'm like, no, I'm not the one going. You are the one who's going. He's like, but I've never done this like on such on such with, with such a crowd. But I, we guided him. I guided him. We had a conversation. We sat down. He was prepared. And he went and spoke. And ever since then, he just kept on doing bigger things than that. Not that he's never done speaking engagement. He has. But the way he was able to carry himself, getting prepared, came up with details before the, the event. That attitude is what I love. And mentors will always stick to you and always be there for you and will always bail you out in case of anything, no matter how good or bad it is, if you show a good attitude. And that's something we need to keep on carrying with us. I think we underestimate that a lot and we don't take it to be taken for granted, uh, which I think we need to actually just have having such changes. So make use of mentors. They might mention your name somewhere. They might be the next stepping stone for you. You never know. And it doesn't ha- they don't have to be necessarily from your career path. They can be from a different, my life coach and my, my mentor always make sure that the next gig that I want to get somewhere, even a, a small security assessment or consultancy, my next career move, I always run it by her. But when she's in rooms, she tells people, look, talk to this person. Or when she calls me for lunch somewhere randomly, I know that's not a random lunch. It's because there's somebody she wants me to meet and that person opened doors for me. And I keep, I keep that relationship very close. I keep it very professional. And Dr. Paula has has stressed on that so many times, and I I, I want us to be able to reiterate that um, that you need to make sure you know how to keep boundaries. And when she's busy, I know she's busy. I can go a whole month without talking to her, but when we meet, I make sure that actually gets to work. And yeah, so that's it for me. And thank you very much for for inviting me here. It's such an honor uh, to to speak with the others. And thank you. Have a good night. Uh, I thank you so much, Bright. Uh, guys, just to build on what Bright has said and Dr. Paul and Jones, uh, and I, I've seen Chucks also mention this, uh, there is an aspect of trust that is typically involved in a mentor-mentee relationship. If if your mentor is going to put himself on the line and uh, mention your names, send, you, send opportunities your way, they need to be able to trust you, to trust you as a mentee, as an individual. They need to have that particular uh, relationship. Uh, with you. What that also means is that the mentor is putting his or her reputation on the line. So it definitely needs to be worth it. Now, why is this important? Uh, This is important because uh, I know right now I'm doing that. Mentors uh, will also just check you out, see uh, what are you posting, social media, professional pages, 
the kind of discussion just to size you up because uh, do they want to be associated uh, with you? So if you're a person who is always maybe being hostile to guys in the community, is your mentor willing to be associated with you? That might have an impact on their career and also the particular network. So just ensure that you also have that uh, figured out. It might lead to actually certain mentors uh, not accepting you as a mentee. So uh, that was just uh, by the way. Uh, uh, Dr. Paula Page, Sharon, uh, okay. over to you guys. Thank you okay. so much, Lawrence. Oh, sorry. Who's going next? Dr. Paula, please go on. Okay, great. Thanks, Faith. Um, yeah, thank you, Lawrence, for having us and hosting this uh, session. And, you know, congratulations on True Positive. This is a great thing that you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, and, you know, you're making a difference. You really are. So, uh, thank you for bringing up the topic. And I just only have one thing. And I just wanted to speak on behalf of women, uh, just in relation to the whole tweet that was uh, shared. Uh, in fact, that's part of the reason why I just felt, okay, this was, I don't usually do these things, but I was just like, you know, this is a good one. Let's just do it. Um, you know, I think we just to say that we need you. Men, we need you. We really need you, uh, especially in this profession. Uh, you know, we won't make our progress as women in this profession without your support. Uh, in many cases, you guys are, you know, the ones who are opening the doors. You have, you're the ones who have access uh, to some of these, uh, you know, uh, openings. And I think just to employ that, implore that uh, uh, as men, please don't exploit the women who are under you. Uh, don't take advantage of their dependency on your guidance and on, you know, just being vulnerable in your space. Uh, there are more cases that I know that, uh, you know, they will be reaching out to men and not women uh, as mentors. And I just want to really thank the, the, the gentleman who posted this on behalf of the woman, uh, because we also need you men to stand up and intervene uh, when you see women being mistreated, uh, you know, when they see them being exploited. Uh, don't just look away, uh, you know, don't just, uh, you know, uh, just uh, say she'll, she has to figure out how to handle it and just leave it to, to, to that, you know. Find ways. I mean, it doesn't have to be you confronting the man, but find ways of also just helping that woman navigate that situation. Um, uh, and I know there are many women who've shared even stories of their career success because of a man who cared enough uh, to step in when something wrong was being done. Even if it's just giving the right advice for the woman on what she needs to do in that situation, just be empathetic, uh, see that person, uh, you know, for, for what they are going through and just step in and help. So thank you, men, uh, for doing what you do in this career. And, you know, we, we really need you and we value you. Thank you so much, Dr. Paula, for that. Uh, Faith? Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Lawrence, for the opportunity. Uh, having me, who is not in the tech uh, field, I think that's a privilege. Thank you for the opportunity. I just want to mention something about anyone who, who could have gone through the answer of maybe a wrong mentor or you interacted with someone who you had hoped they'd be of help, but then they ended up uh, taking advantage or manipulating you and such thing. That is likely to affect your attitude towards mentorship. Yeah, You're likely to approach it with a lot of, you know, reservation and you're likely to miss chances so it's important to take time and heal from maybe wrong interactions with mentors and, and mentees vice versa it, it's important if you need uh, therapy or just to talk to someone and ensure you're in a better space 
because you're likely to miss a lot if you have wrong uh, attitude or just general outlook about mentorship. So I think I, I thought I should mention that. Thank you so much, and I appreciate being here. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Faith. Uh, Faith, just to build on top of that, uh, you're in that particular space. Uh, what will be your recommendation for someone who wants to reach out to you or to your facility just to uh, decompress? Okay, that that is open for if you need you're in need of therapy. I am face uh, my therapy effect. I am also a psychologist at Chiromo Hospital Group. So you can always reach us through our social media platforms and you'll be able to be assisted if you need to debrief or just heal from a traumatic experience that you had. Do not ignore such uh, experiences. So it's important and feel free to reach out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. Uh, moving on to Sharon. Uh, thank you, Lawrence, for giving me a chance to be part of the speakers. I I want to just say that the level of you know work ethics in the cybersecurity space is worth you know uh, embracing or something to emulate as other other tech communities. Because I remember last year, Lawrence, you invited me to attend the B sides event last year, and I was able to see the speakers who have spoken here, the way the cybersecurity engineers were were looking forward to, you know, reach out to them and ask them some questions. And I was really inspired and I've been able to, I've been following what is happening in the cybersecurity space. And I've always been seeing the way you guys are so consistent and always organizing, let's say, mentorship and also trainings to help people who are getting started. Uh, thank you for, for this chance. And I hope everyone will get something out of it. Also for Faith, thank you for taking your time. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Sharon. Our guests are internally grateful for you guys sparing the time to be part of this. I share your, share your experience, uh, your thoughts on uh, all these, uh, men, the old uh, mentorship and uh, what uh, it entails. To our uh, listeners, thank you so much for creating the time also to join this and uh, for being there motivation uh, behind actually uh, True Positive. I really appreciate it and I look forward to uh, having you uh, during the next episode. Uh, with that, everyone was created the time to be part of this. Uh, thank you so much and uh, have yourself a lovely rest of the day. Bye.